Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to Season 2, Episode 15 of The Psychologists Are In. I'm Maggie Lawson. And I'm her podcast partner in crime, Timothy Elmitson. And today, we are joined by the star of Black and Tan, a crime of fashion, my best friend and fellow poppet, Melanie Linsky. We are so excited for you to listen and geek out about psych with us. We have so much fun, and you get to hear uh, poppets being poppets. Enjoy. Hi, Tim. Hey, Maggie. How are you doing today, Tim? You have a great hat on. Thanks. I wanted to be like you in the last episode. Yeah. It's a really good hat. It's a really good hat. And look, we, our glasses are... are uh, we're twinsies. Did, we're kind of twinsies. I got new glasses, Poppet. For those of you um, who can't see me, I'm in my awesome psychologists are in merch hat. Yeah. Which yeah. I maybe bought for my wife and stole it today because I didn't feel like doing my hair. Oh, interesting. See, that's what I said. I was like, my hair is dirty. I should have put my hat on. Luckily, it's a podcast, but we do, you know, there's like an occasional clip or whatever. But um, having Melanie here, I feel like we could just sit here and have a PT. We have poppet time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We will be talking about black and tan, um, but it's, it's, it's doubly special because... Not only was it, as Tim said, such a get that you came up and did the episode, but also um, this is where our poppetdom, our our friendship, really began. We had known each other, but it really came from this episode. It did. I mean, I already really liked you, but I just didn't know you that well. For our psychos, we we were in a. Um, of a poker group and yeah, <laughs> poker group. back in the day we were in a poker group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back in the day because yeah, we're cool and um at Michael and Weston's house at Michael Weston's house who mm-hmm. did the podcast uh last season before cloudy chance of murder. But being in a group like that, you know, when there's a focus of a game or something, you don't actually get to talk and get to know people very well. You have yeah. a very fun time with a very fun group of people and it's awesome. But um, I was so excited when I heard you were coming up to do the episode and James was so excited too, um, because I actually think you guys had had even more time together uh, hanging out even before we did. And he was yeah. so excited well, James and Jimmy were obviously very good friends James as well. and Jimmy were good friends. And it's weird to think that there was a time when I knew James better than I knew you. That's so but crazy. There was. Like, I 
I felt like he was like my friend, I guess. We have very similar tastes in music because of his love for um, Lilith Fair style female musicians. Yes, that is and so true. we bonded over uh, the Sundays and the Cocteau Twins and all those bands that he loves and I love. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so we were always the ones trying to play the girly music at poker. <laughs> Everyone being like, please turn that off. But yeah, I liked you. I thought you were very cute and I thought you were very cool. <laughs> but I didn't really know you that well. And then while I was up in Vancouver doing the episode, you said, do you want to go and get a drink to me and Amanda Detmer, who was also yes. in the episode and is very funny in it. Very funny. And then she couldn't for some reason. Uh, yeah, she had to shoot late. And we were like, well, we'll still go. We should still go. Yeah. And we went to Earl's, which is a chain kind of sports bar like restaurant in Vancouver. And I remember I told you about <laughs> these pomegranate martinis. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, I mean, this is 2006. I and think I mean, look, so. I think it was 2006. Yeah. I'll still enjoy pomegranate martini. This is before our, our, our wine days, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we had several. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> well, we couldn't we couldn't stop talking. I don't know if you can understand Tim. Like, <laughs> like I poor think Tim is just been, what you're, what you're Yeah, saying? he's getting the sense. <laughs> yes. Um, we just didn't stop like we've never stopped talking from that day forward. I mean, how many years later? No, we have not stopped I don't talking. Know. Uh, I can't went add to college. That. We can't do that. We can't. We no. Correct. <laughs> we did not go to college. We don't do numbers. Okay. Sixteen years. Sixteen. Okay. We say it was the the night we fell in love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was cute because I rewatched the episode last night, and Jason watched it for the first time. And the scene where you come to investigate me <laughs> in my design <laughs> office. Yeah. At the end of the scene, he was like, oh, it's so cute to see you guys fall in love on camera. <laughs> <laughs> really I just like that. Like, we really had, like, chemistry. It was funny. We did. We really did have chemistry. <laughs> I thought yeah. the same thing. Um, I also love that I had your back already. Yeah. I was like, oh, Juliet and and Emily were poppets. I know. I we were it. poppets. And there's like never been a cuter moment than when you try the shoes on. We watched it twice. <laughs> we both were laughing so much and we were like, you've got to go back and rewatch this moment when you try the shoes on and you're like, oh. <laughs> <So cute>. <laughs> we, <laughs> and you start giggling. Oh for, my God. for years, uh, uh, James and I would say out of nowhere and just for fun to furky jerky. Oh, um, <laughs> when you're when you're in the hospital bed, you're like, yeah, well, you know, the superfood smoothie and some some tofurkey jerky. That's such a cute Very episode. Cute. <laughs> it's so cute. I love when you both of your characters get the new outfits. You get inspired and Tim shows up with a new tie. It's so cute. It's very cute. You yeah. know, that that one fell off. Uh, that one fell off the truck for me, Tim. Uh, that's which, when we still close. Which did? Um, oh. That suit. It was a Dolce Gabbana suit. Oh, my God. It was great. The, yeah. Which, I, the that the I black one or the... Um, oh, good. Yeah. The black one. That I... When I when I feel good after she says I, oh, I can... Oh, I'm so glad that fell off the, the truck. Dress. <laughs> yeah. Fell off the truck. 
<laughs> we have many things to say about that about that whole scene in a second. I got to ask a question real quick before we get into the heart of the episode. Maggie, what are you going to do? Oh, um, well, I was planning on podcasting the shit out of it. I don't know. What are you going to do? Well, now that you say you're planning on it, I too was, I had an inkling of podcasting the shit out of it, but now I'm 100% going to podcast the shit out of it. Okay, we're now all that in. Now I know that you're doing it. Oh, I'm going to give it like 75%. You're only in 75%, Pop it? Yeah. What, how do we get you to 100? What I don't know. Let's see what happens. Okay. Okay. Melanie's at 75. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good enough. Speaking of poppets, I could ask, did Meg, I once sent you a picture of a, um, a storefront that I saw in, I think, Bristol that said poppet. Do you still have it? Or did Probably. You ever get that? I'll find it. Remember, remember when I drove past Poppet Flats Road <laughs> and I lost my shit? <laughs> uh, Tim, I'll find it. You did. Okay, you sent it to me. I remember. Everyone knows not- the poppets. Because I just came across it on my old hard drive the other day. I can track it down again if you don't have it. Well, yeah, thank you, you so must. much. It might I even think get everybody it. who comes across the word poppet sends it to one of us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to talk more, but we have to do the episode. Um, <laughs> right. I have one thing to say before we get into the episode. Okay. I would like to dedicate this episode of The Psychologist RN to the great Philip Bicker Call, who we talked so much about last week. Who'd passed away yesterday at the ripe old age of 90 years old. I cannot believe we just did that podcast and went on and on about him. And oh yeah, God. saw that today. He was a very loved man. We literally, he did a, he did the episode right before Black and Tan. And um, I mean, we didn't have him on the podcast, but we just gave, we, we had a whole love fest about him. So, oh, he's yeah. So brilliant. So brilliant. So this one's for, so this one's for Phil. This one's for Phil. This was a particularly delicious one. Yeah. yeah. That's great. I loved the almost high school uh, B story, too, between Henry and Sean and Corbin's real wife, who we also have to shout out, Amanda Pays, who played Susan, his, the setup. Oh, that's but right. just like Chief Vic being at his house and the whole, it was very, very, very cute, I thought, and very mm-hmm. fun for Sean and Henry as well. I thought it was really sweet, even though I know he kind of throws a little fit about his dad dating. It was also really touching and kind of, I don't know, like you, we, we, don't, we don't get a lot of the vulnerable moments and I thought that was really sweet between them. Yeah. Um, anyway, so any memories that come up, anything that you remember? I mean, we kind of talked about the most important one for us, which is that we had 15 martinis and um, <laughs> haven't stopped. <laughs> okay. I believe that's called a bartender's dozen. <laughs> Correct. That's good. Maybe yeah. from now on when we go to Covell, we'll just say, can we just have a bartender's dozen and <laughs> it'll be handled. Okay. Let's dive in. Episode 15, Black and Tan, A Crime of Fashion. This episode was directed by uh, the Commander Mel Damsky, who's back at the helm for this one. The Commander Mel, who we've also had on our podcast. Okay. Cold open. Little Sean creeps down the stairs wearing a Knight Rider t-shirt. So cute. Henry hears him asking where his new sweater vest his mom got him is. Henry mentions that pictures last forever and he wants Sean to look his best. Cut to normal time as Sean and Gus strut down the street at night. Sean's taking Gus to an exclusive event for his birthday. Uh, At the bouncer, Sean refers (laughs) to the two of them as black and tan. Or Sean is black and Gus is tan. (laughs) I also loved. Don't assume. Um, Gus notices a model he's in love with. Sean gives Gus some quick dating advice, stating to treat a woman like a person, then a princess, then a Greek goddess, and then a person again. And the street they're walking down is, I believe this is Granville. It was. 
which Granville, for those of you who've never been to Vancouver on a weekend, is um, just a madhouse of, should we say, people who've been imbibing in many different um, mind-altering. Yeah, there's lots. It's just like nightclubs and drunkards. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and we rarely shot there. It was like around the corner from where most of us lived, but I know I recognized it as well. Also like a full on night shoot, which we didn't have a ton of those. There were a few in this, I felt like. So uh, Gus notices a model. He's in love. With oh, the person, the place, the thing. I, I was a little bit like, why not a goddess all the time? No. Um, okay. Gus ignores <laughs> and goes in for the kill. <laughs> Got to mix it up to keep it interesting. Sean notices a lady drop her green drink. A lady. Making a scene. Also known as a, a poppet drops a drink. Poppet drops a, a green drink only for our special guest, Melanie Linsky, to bend down and wipe it up. The head of the fashion company goes on stage to speak. Uh, as he attempts to readjust the mic, he gets shocked to death. Cue the theme song. Gus and Sean talk with some male models who are very funny. Um, they're <laughs> confused. Yeah. I gotta say, at one point as he's on stage, he blows a kiss to his wife. Ciao, Bella. Played by the amazing Amanda Detmer. She's so funny. She's, She's so talented. So funny. Yeah. So funny. She Who's is psychic foreshadowing or six degrees of futuring with Tim because we shot this in what, 2006? Seven, yeah. yeah. I think. Right so in 2007, well, right around the time, not long afterwards, I would find myself on stage with Amanda in a play that James produced with the Red Dog Squadron called Grand Illusion. And there was another guy on stage with us by the name of Kurt Fuller. That play was so good. Written by David Rock. Um, all of you guys were so good. And and also another little premonition or a little, uh, a few degrees from, uh, in 2010, I did a play with Amanda and uh, Kurt Fuller as well. I felt That's so it. lucky I, I got That's to it. work with her on stage. She is an incredible stage actress. She's so yeah. fantastic. I'm yeah, it's tremendous. Um, hold on. They're confused. He's considered a model until Gus mentions he's a foot model. Right. Lassiter and Juliet arrive at the scene uh, of the crime, unsurprised to see Sean and Gus. Sean and Gus arrive at Henry's house. For some reason, the chief is there with another woman as well. Apparently, huh? <laughs> apparently she's trying to set Henry up. Um, and this is where we have to shout out Amanda Pays, who is Corbin's wife in real life. Another uh, incredible woman, very talented. Um, I would say like home designer, but I think um, like she flips homes, but she also is like uh, an interior design master. Like they're so good at it. And anyway, she's a wonderful, wonderful person. And if you're my age, you probably remember her from being the love interest in a come of age story called Oxford Blues, which... Many young dudes my age took particular interest in her. <laughs> All right. So um, Gus dates his classic line. Have you heard about Pluto? That's messed up. And I love that. I love the look she gives him. <laughs> the kindred spirits. Sean and Gus arrive at an arcade. Gus eats a hot dog as Sean watches the clock until it's midnight so that they can start working on the case. A because bunch it's Gus's birthday. That's his birthday. That's the rule. Mm. A bunch of models arrive at the police station for questioning. Sean and Gus get hired to help on the case because the models already think they're models as well. Chief Vic calls Sean to her office to see if Henry and her friend hit it off. Sean and Gus arrive at a loft where all of the models lived. Sean secretly moved Gus in. Two male models say that they have an initiation. <laughs> it's a pillow fight. <laughs> Gus <laughs> hits him. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> we missed a psych first. Once the, the models like are, are at the um, at the at the station. It's the very first psychonic Lasseter I would rather. 
Wait, what? That's already happened? Oh, I thought it was like, you're right. That just happened. I wrote that down. I like in all caps. It's, it's the, the classic very, one. It's the most classic. I'd rather share with a bear. Yes. Which I still think is my favorite, even though, what was it? <laughs> you have others. I would rather adopt a child. I would rather. I think my favorite is French kiss a hobo. Oh, friend kiss. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Keeping it classy over here. Um <laughs> There's no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to hair care. A product that works wonders for curls may make straight hair limp and greasy. My hair's interesting because my hair is actually very fine. I just have a lot of it. So it's really tough sometimes to find the right shampoo and conditioner. But... Thanks to my personalized pros routine, I can honestly say I've never been more in love with my hair. Pros makes custom hair care that's effective because it's personal. Using natural ingredients with proven results, pros customizes every product in your routine from shampoo to supplements. That's right. First, pros starts by asking you about you as a person with their in-depth consultation. Pros asked me some really unexpected things, everything from like how often I work out, um, where I live, you know, like your zip code, what you eat, supplements that you take, all of that. Then pros analyzed all my answers and then determined what unique blend of ingredients should be in every product of my custom routine. And together, pros got all of my hair goals covered, truly. I have to also add, they have very beautiful packaging. <laughs> I love the products and they're also really beautiful to have on your shelves, so they make great gifts as well. I have a volumizing shampoo and then I have a conditioner, but I was like given specific instructions to only use on the ends occasionally, which has totally worked and been right. I also have a hair mask. I'm a big, big fan. My hair feels fantastic. As a carbon neutral certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free, which is so close to my heart, as you know. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. If you are not 100% positive Pros is the best hair care you've ever had, they will take the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash pineapple. That's pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash pineapple for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life can be overwhelming, and many people are burned out without even knowing it. Symptoms can include lack of motivation, feeling helpless or trapped, attachment, fatigue. I know for me sometimes I feel like I just, I can't focus, I can't sleep. You're tired, but you know, you can't really rest. We associate burnout with work, but that's not the only cause. Any of our roles in life can lead us to feel burned out, and BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's causing stress in your life. I've tried BetterHelp myself. It's very easy to use, and it's very personal. I think that's one of my favorite things about it. You really can sort of tailor it to your comfort and your safety level. 
which I think is so important uh, when it comes to something like this. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so that you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. The psychologists are in listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash pineapple. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash pineapple. Okay, so Gus uh, hits the the model, and the guy flies off, which was very funny and also not surprising because when Gus has to hit anything, when Gus, when Dulé has to hit anything in a scene, he hits it very hard. <laughs> it was so funny, that moment, because the model's like, come on, Black. <laughs> he just like... <laughs> The timing of it was so, so funny. Oh, this was fantastic. The cut to the models, slow-mo walking into a fo- in a foggy path. Henry abruptly shows up, ruining the fun. Sean, One of my favorite shots ever in the history of the show is the slow-motion model walk. It's so good. And cut to James's face with his blue steel, who is, is just tremendous. They were tracking across everybody, and Jason said, I can't wait. <laughs> James. To see he couldn't James. wait. Yeah, to see James. He was just like, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> and then it really, it was worth it. It was so funny. It was. He looked great. I thought it was like. Yeah, it's very 2006. The beanie and the scarf. With his Canadian toque and his um, matching scarf. His mm-hmm. matching very thin knit scarf. Yeah. Which I wrote down is funny enough how all these years later, uh, Henry is dressing in the first movie when they're making fun of his, like, new hipster life that he has. Right. He's wearing almost the exact same outfit. Oh, my God. I wrote it down. Um, that's a hell of an observation, co-host. Thanks, Tim. Yeah, that's usually, like, your department. I was pretty proud of that one. I mean, to go back and forth between the years between this shooting this episode and the first movie. Yeah. I wonder if it's, like, the same outfit. I ask you psychos to do a side-by-side because it's very close. Um, okay. Uh, Henry Bubbly shows up ruining the fun. Sean calls Gus asking where they went, but Gus acts like a massive jerk on the call. <laughs> Sean sadly walks back to the loft, noticing Melanie sneak inside. This is Melanie, not Emily. He follows Emily her Bloom. and checks out her designs. She mentions her lunch break is over, even though it's 9 p.m. Those are very good designs, Poppet. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I was I was impressed. Yeah, I'm very proud of them. Yeah. Um, let's see here. The next day, the models arrive at the funeral. Sean notices the mean model wrote him a love note and puts it in the casket. His wife kisses his dead body in the casket and dot, 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 dies? Dies. Perhaps she was murdered. <laughs> when we're back at the SPPD, there's a great line where um, Vic tells me to change my tie because I'm in actually... My least favorite tie of the whole series is this really ugly, like, orange and red and yellow, sort of horrible tie. Although it did pick up the orange and Julia O'Hara's orangish top. I knew, I knew, I wrote down, I was like, Tim will, Tim will mention this orange for so sure. So again, last and O'Hara sharing their fashion sense. But there's a scene where we, we are interrogating the blonde male model named Austin Pfeffer, who just killed me every time. <laughs> every so line this dude said was just gold, comedy gold. I've got a shadow name here. His name was uh, Jillian Vanover, playing Austin Pfeffer with, this, with yeah. this amazing German accent. Everything, though, that he said was just killed me. He was so very fun. good. There's a scene where, uh, so in this scene, he, he tells me how he likes my jacket. 
And I go, really? He's like, yes, yeah, somewhere there was a transient shivering in the night. And I get very angry and I, and I whip out a, um, my collapsible baton. And you stop me, Maggie, with just a very terse detective. <laughs> and you, you make your little, like, your Maggie serious face, which yeah. just killed me. <laughs> which is funny. It's not often. It's not often I make the Maggie serious face. So when I do, it, it's, it's, you, it's you. usually when I'm about to hurt myself and you're telling me to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Because I care. Because I care. And also, I don't want us to lose our jobs. And you don't want me to beat the suspect with a collapsible police baton. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. Um, okay. Juliet and Lassiter question the mean model. <laughs> by the way, the mean model is played by Katie Isabel, Catherine Isabel, also a friend of of James. Doesn't she do a couple psych episodes, Tim? Do we do you remember? I just maybe remember her in this one. Okay, maybe it is just this one. I think maybe I worked with her in something else. Um, she's so good at this like mean face, bitch face. Dark bitchy, um Yeah. It was great. It was great. I thought she was very good. Anyway, so that's She's Katie great, Isabel. Yeah. The mean model is Katie Isabel. Okay, so Julian Lester questioned the mean model about the relationship, and she reveals how the assistant is mm, the assistant is third in line to take over the company. Juliet arrives at the loft, attempting to question the assistant. She asks Juliet to try on a pair of shoes. I think I've when this revealed in the in the police department, Lester directs O'Hare to go get the um, the Kiwi ladder climber. <laughs> yeah. Which I was like, how does Lassiter know she's a Kiwi? Because I don't think you used your, your real accent in this smell. I did. Yeah, I heard it. Oh, I only but heard it in like, in like one line or two. I did use my real accent. I think a couple of times I feel like I got a note that sometimes it was hard to understand. So I had to like pronounce as a little more than I usually would. But I'm not sure. But I was doing a New Zealand accent. Tofuki jerky, I say. I know. Hecky jerky. I mean, that's hard tofuki, to say without Tofuki jerky. I don't say tofurky jerky. That's how good she is, though. No, well, I do remember it. watching the episode being quite amazed that I only caught like one or two Kiwi pronunciation words. Because mm. you're so good, Mel. But I was trying. Well, that's not good because I was trying to do a New Zealand accent. So if you could only hear it on one or two words, then that's a failure. Way to go, Tim. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> no, I'm just used to hearing Poppet speak. So I, I am very. Yeah. Yeah. This is our scene. This was our, I don't know if this happened before or after our pomegranate martini night. Is this, are we up to the red shoes scene? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. She asked me to try on shoes and then I love the little advice you give. I can dress for success. Dress to arrest. Dress to arrest. Yeah. 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 Dress to arrest. Um, and we really hit it off. <laughs> yeah. It's cute. You just, I, Again, you trying on the shoes is the cutest moment in the history of television. It's <laughs> so cute. It's um, so cute. It was, uh, I think that may have been a real reaction. I do love my <laughs> shoes. I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> they were great um, shoes. Papa, you're so good in this episode. You're so good in this episode. I love the switch when you're like, you go into like boss mode. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Um, Gus and Sean are back at the office as Gus oils his head with lavender to impress the girl model. The chief calls Sean asking why Henry hasn't called her friend back. Then the friend calls Chief Vic. Then Henry calls Sean. Basically, a bye-bye birdie montage happens. (laughs) 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 That made Tim do a spit take. That's good. Um, good job. Thank you, Devin. That was a good one. Um, 
Henry and Chief Vic's friend arrive at the restaurant. This time, she has a whole new attitude. She brings out a pack of beer and shows off her... Devin. <laughs> her knockers. Is that what he says? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, no, he doesn't. I don't think he refers to her as having um, knockers. But I'm just if giving this were, shit, Devin. If this were a Warner Brothers cartoon, put it this way, the wolf... Um, the steam would come out of the ears and the there would be an auga sound. <laughs> yes, it would. Yes, it would. Uh, and of course, oh, Henry isn't complaining. Okay, Lasseter arrives at the station holding a bag of ties, but then tosses them off discreetly. Then Juliet walks in looking hot as ever. Okay, hang on. I must interject. We'd already used the slow motion walking shot, but I cannot believe if there was ever a moment that would, it would, would have called for a second, what would have been this moment was Juliet's reveal of this smoking hot outfit. And I can't believe we didn't lay some um, smooth saxophone on, underneath this shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm surprised too. So as you walk in, I think I'm standing with Sean and Gus. And the reaction on all of our faces is just quite, um, I thought, delightful. Yeah. As we then go into the chief's office and... You notice I'm in it. I've now replaced that horrible, ugly tie with a really good blue tie. And O'Hara's well, asking Lasseter if, he, if he's wearing a new tie. Is so true life. Maggie asking Tim if I'm wearing a new piece of clothing. Anything which... new. Anything new. I'll, I, I know. <laughs> and that goes both ways. You do the same for me. You were the first like, to notice my glasses. For, I was going to say, for example, Maggie, are those new glasses? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, let's see. This was very fun. I loved wearing this outfit. And it's all because of Emily being like... You looked so amazing. It's funny. I mean, you already looked amazing, though. So it's like a very cute suit that you put on. But you looked just as amazing. Thank you. So not a listener question, but a co-host to co-host question. Yeah. How great did it feel to suddenly be in this uh, beautiful, sexy outfit? Oh, it it felt... It felt... uh, Honestly, I think it felt a little weird just because it's such a moment, you know? And so you're like, like, I'm sure in my trailer, I was like, oh, this feels nice. But then when everybody's watching you in a slow-mo and walking. And everyone's thinking, awuga, but not, yeah. but trying yeah, not you to feel, say it. You know, you feel a little on display. Um, and so I think I was, uh, I think I felt, I felt good, but I think I was also like, can we please get this shot? Cause now I'm getting embarrassed. <laughs> but you're such a great actress that you fought against O'Hara feeling weird. Yeah. In this outfit. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I was very happy I could walk in those heels. Those were some high heels too. It was it yeah. was it was fun though, for sure. And also I yeah, I stole the outfit. Okay. So Lasseter arrives at the station <laughs> holding it back. Oh, we already went through well, this. You, you, you said that so quietly about how that suit <laughs> fell off a truck. It fell off a truck. Um Lasseter, oh Poppet, I'm actually wearing um this is a necklace you gave me. Oh, yeah. Cute, I just realized Poppet. I covered my face with it, but um, <laughs> this is a gift from Poppet. Oh, and that's it. Misha, Misha's design. Yeah, sweet Misha, our dear friend. Is that the acorn leaf you always wear? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I never take it off. Okay, Julie walks in, oh, hot in her slow mo. Plus, her earrings may be pineapples. Oh, I actually think they are. I think this was the episode that we did that. I knew there was an episode I wore earrings. And I think there's one where I wear a necklace too. Everyone in the show is upping their fashion from Lassie to Jules to Gus. Back at Henry's date, she's acting far more mischievous and flirtatious than ever. Henry urgently calls Sean, but his date follows, pushing him into the closet room, uh, pushing him into the closet room she can find. 
Closest. That's me. Uh, That's all me. (laughs) Devin, you wrote the right word. Um, It's okay. All of the cops arrive at the loft. (laughs) The assistant is dead at the sewing table. This was one of our favorite moments, I think, as a cast. And then you also played it so well. Um, uh, Sean's shocked. There are three dead bodies. She wakes up and they all scream. Oh, my God. The reason this shot was so fun, and I wrote this down, is because I think it was one of the first times we were really all together on on a crime scene. Every single Mm -hmm. one of us, yeah. Except for Corbin wasn't there, because he's not on the force anymore. Right. Spoiler alert. Yeah. this I feel like we shot this several times, and uh, every time the gasp got bigger and bigger and bigger and more fun for us to play more fun yeah everybody's reactions were so funny (laughs) so funny i'm so happy that and i'm so happy you're alive yeah well originally i was supposed to die wasn't i i think so and it got changed i was excited because i'd never died in anything and then james was like we can't kill you and i was like (laughs) oh Gaps in the diet shouldn't be ignored. Over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet, and 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. It is formulated with ingredients and nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. But Ritual didn't stop there. They invested in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results? Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in 12 weeks. In normal, uh, less science terms, that means it's good <laughs> and it works. We deserve to know what we are putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something that we take every single day. Ritual just released Symbiotic Plus, a gut health supplement with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic all-in-one minty capsule. Just one delayed release Symbiotic Plus capsule per day supports your gut with all the quality and traceability you'd ever expect from Ritual. I love these vitamins. I love that it's cruelty-free, but I also love knowing everything's covered, everything's in one vitamin, and that it actually works. I do feel like so many times we can take things and we actually, we don't know, but these have actually been studied. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash pineapple and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash pineapple. Okay, Sean realizes that the uh, superfood smoothies are dangerous. Sean hops on stage stating what happened. He claims that the couple tried to kill each other. Sean struts as he explains what happens. (laughs) Sean arrives at Henry's house, only to find Henry smugly wearing a turtleneck. Sean says he doesn't care about his dad's relationship with women, ending his rant with his advice from earlier. Now it's time—oh, my God. No, Devin. (laughs) Now it's time for Henry to go to Bone Town. Wow, Devin. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> A little guy indeed. Oh, my goodness. Poppet, I didn't even think to ask you how... Um, have I been to Bone Town? Have, <laughs> <laughs> have. 
Because we've never talked about that in the 16 years we've been friends. We've never talked about Bone Town. We haven't. We haven't. <laughs> we've talked about Bone Town adjacent things, probably, but not yes. Bone Town itself, no. This has become a favorite episode ever, by the way. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, I see I see your your papa tweets to each other. This is this is an an insight that I have not gotten into your friendship. <laughs> it's it's yeah. silly and it's very fun. It's, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think you're actually blushing on the other side of the screen here. Yeah, it's really making me laugh. What? Sorry. What did you want to ask me? <laughs> For real, I, I wanted to ask you. Um, and if you're not comfortable talking about it, we don't have to. But I know that podcasts are hard for you because of misophonia. Yeah, but. You guys are great. Are we? Okay, good. Yeah. And I, I, when, I, when I listen to your podcast, there's also no issues. Okay, cool. Neither um, of you make mouth sounds. I won't do it. Sorry. Yeah, but you don't. But you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Some okay, people just have like... Okay, now I'm going to ask what that is. It's like a... Uh, it's it's like a... Almost a sound phobia. You can explain it better. It's like a... Well, the wiring in your brain is different if you have misophonia. Like, instead of like the sound traveling to the part of your brain that goes, oh, someone's chewing. It travels to like your fight or flight response. And it sends people, like people have different trigger sounds. For me, like if someone has gum, I fly into a rage. <laughs> like that's the only way to describe it. I have to leave or I want to like fight somebody. Which, and, so podcasts and I'm a gum hard. chewer. <laughs> yeah, but you're very good at getting rid of it <laughs> before <laughs> you see me. Um, yes. Yeah. And you're not like a smacky gum chewer. I can be, but not with you. Not around me. No. So that's good. Um, yeah. But podcasts can be hard because sometimes people's mouths just make sounds, you know? No yeah. fun. No fun. No fun. Um, Poppet, we have some fan questions. Okay. I, I, sorry, I wanna, before we get to fan questions, I want to go back to the... Um, the breakdown scene and the arrest scene back in that club in Granville. This was a very special um, scene for me because there was a very special visitor on set that day. I have to give a shout out to um, my favorite high school teacher, Steve Meredith. My English teacher drove out from Seattle because it was only two hours away and I invited him up. And Steve was really one of, he, he was one of the reasons I became an actor. He loved movies and, and theater and, and scripts and plays and introduced me to so much amazing theater and plays that, and really encouraged me to continue with my acting. And so, so Steve drove up and, um, to see what I do now, now that I was all grown up. That is so special. And I've heard you talk about him a lot. I didn't realize he was there that day. That's so Yeah. So Steve was there that day to see, um, see little Timmy doing his thing. That's so sweet. (laughs) That is so sweet. Oh, that is a, that's a good one. Thank you, Mr. Meredith. So every time I see this scene, I'm like, oh, that was the day Steve was there. Oh, so Okay. Who would make the best hand model in the cast? I think Dulé. Dulé, oh. because Dulé always, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say always, but almost, almost always before every scene would moisturize his hands. He's very, he has very good hands. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He, he takes care of his skin. And so he was role, big on right? hand moisturizer. That was a unanimous. That was everybody. Everybody yeah, agrees I would agree with that. He yeah. was so funny in this episode. So good. Oh, my he, God. He made me laugh so many times. <laughs> He's like, we're catching wrinkles on the phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. We're making out with Henry. 
Um, he was so funny. And, and again, I feel like really by this time, this is the second to last episode of season two. I think the boys especially were reaching like an almost like fearless point of yeah. going for it. And you can feel it and you can see it. Their chemistry is so good. Um, and the show, we were pushing it and getting away with it. And it was all setting up, like, I think what was going to be, you know, three through eight, which I feel like three is when we're we're just, like, in it. This episode also really highlights what an amazing job our casting director, Liz Marks, and um, mm-hmm. Chris Henze, who, shout out to Chris Henze, had a, Henze. always had a big, a big hand in, in casting. How amazing they were in getting us just tremendous talent to come up. Like Melanie Lipsky, for example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, even, but all I these mean, male models just killed me. So they were funny. so good. Everybody yeah. was so good. But yeah, like the chemistry everybody had and how loose and funny James and Dooley are and all those scenes. Like, I think that was the one thing when I was watching the episode. I was like, I wish I allowed myself to have a little bit more fun. But I think your character had to kind of stay in that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but you're so... You're so good, Poppet. You're so yeah. good all around. You're so good. You're so good, Poppet. <laughs> You're the um, greatest. Wait, who is the biggest fashionista in the cast? Is Wouldn't that you? I think that's Maggie O'Hara. I mean, Maggie Lawson. Or Tim, I would say. I think you're a fashionista. I think we're both pretty fashiony. We Well, I actually think, I would say you, um, but between the two of us, texting each other fashion ideas maybe that's a trophy we can hold together yeah i think i think we bring it out in each other we do uh, so we'll share the award i still love the day that you and i one of our many days of of bonding early on um and james was like let's go watch some sports and i was like no let's go shopping (laughs) (laughs) and tim tim and i from that point forward we were like no that's how we go shopping that's yeah. how we spend our days. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Um, okay, why do Maggie and Melanie call each other poppets? Well, I think it's just that I told you a story about my granddad, right? Mm-hmm. We were talking about, like, pet names in New Zealand, and I said that my granddad would, like, call me poppet. Like, people would call each other poppets sometimes. And so then for the night, we were just calling each other poppet, and then it really stuck. I was like, what is it? Is it puppet? And then you're like, no, it's puppet. I remember saying that. One time then, we were at Cavell and we got our bill, like <laughs> we got our bill and listed under, they put the name of the table on the top of the bill and it said puppets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are a couple times. I think sometimes people still think it's puppets. But, I think people um, think we're calling each yeah. other puppet, but, which uh, is so weird. We should be I, like, no puppet, no puppet. I love that it stuck because I got the biggest kick out of it. I don't even know why. I just remember thinking it was the sweetest name and then it just stayed. Mm-hmm. And then and then Sean, who mm-hmm. is like our uh like uh our third our um, other best yeah, our third, yeah, <laughs> the third member of our love triangle. Of our love triangle. Um <laughs> who is um he was Mr. Poppet. Yeah. For a long and time. He became Pops. And then he became Pops with two Ps. Is this interesting to people? Sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm fascinated sure. by it. I mean, insider information on the psychologists are in. 
I feel like should we have a we have to come up with a Tim name maybe we have to come up with a good nickname we nicknamed someone baby cakes uh, oh yeah baby once. cakes his real name is Michael but we only know we him thought his name cakes. was Oliver <laughs> I thought his name was Oliver. <laughs> for a minute we did <laughs> but baby cakes he's still baby, baby cakes. cakes he's so cute he's so he's so sweet mm-hmm. and even when Sean refers to Michael to us he will say oh I just saw baby cakes I have a feeling the uh, the bartender's dozen are still involved here. <laughs> Always. You no, know, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. No. There were many nights where the stools were all up on the bar and <laughs> we Just were like, cool. <laughs> we'll have another. I know someone comes out with the fabuloso trying to clean the floor and we're like, oh, the smell of fabuloso means it's time to leave. Yeah. I was always sad. I was always yeah. sad when the night ended. Me too. Okay, if Lassie and Jules were a modeling team, what would their names be? Speaking of nicknames, I feel like we have to call out our specs or something. We have to call out our glasses. This one put me on the spot. Um, we can come back to it. Wait, okay. Poppet, what do you think? Oh, God, I don't know. I was going to say something Sternbush related because that's how people know you. But that would that's- imply that you have a hairy chest, so I don't think that would work. For you! <laughs> 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 but but if, if we're if we're a modeling team, okay. And how much is Melanie like her character in real life? Oh, I would say Emily being so sweet, very hardworking, uh, very kind, very uh, supportive, supportive, mm-hmm. and very uh, high high fashion for sure. Um, I would say yours just similar in a lot yeah. of ways, but I you're think also. So. Like you can, you know, you've been through a lot and you're also very tough and Emily has that side too. I like a smoothie. Definitely like yeah. like a smoothie. Yeah. I like vegan jerky. You like vegan jerky? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think very I think similar. Very, I think very similar. Yeah. I like that dress you were wearing. It was very cute. They're both oh, Kiwis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How did Lasseter know that? I that that was the script question was like I said I'm like how did Lasseter know this recognize that accent yeah or that lack of accent I should say <laughs> that only and occasionally a soupçon of accent a soupçon yeah. I will also add that similar both of our characters that we have an immediate uh, bond and um, chemistry when we meet so that is also true to that real is life. also true that yeah. really did happen yeah. it really happened. Um, okay. What is your favorite scene from the episode? I'm going to say mine is my scene with Melanie. That's my favorite scene too. It's so special to get to act with you and I hope that we can do it again. I know. I know. I hope we can do it again. We will. Yeah. Other than that scene, I think I would have to say James giving all the facts of the case while he struts across the stage. Yeah. Like a, it's like a pretty, runway. It's pretty special. I like it. Tim, what's yours? I think interrogating Haas and Pfeffer. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was even before that. The scene where he's first talking to the boys, like, you can't possibly be a model. And when, when he tries to explain where he was, he's like, I don't know, it was, it was yellow. Yeah, that's really funny. It was yellow and boring. 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 Oh, my God. But also foot and ankle. When James is like, and ankle. It's foot (laughs) and ankle model. It's really good. And ankle. Yeah. Um, And when you say, I would rather shower with a bear. 
Oh, so funny. Oh, I got, her, I got her name. I got her name. I got her modeling name. Oh, my God. Bring it. Obviously, what? It's obviously Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Beauty, you, Tim, and the Beast, me. <laughs> yeah. I was not going to go with that. Totally. Um, well, I love one it. Of us, I would say the Beast is one of the more of the one with the massive facial hair. Um, yes, but, but you don't have that in the show. That's true. Yeah. What it's what if it's beauty and the beauty? <laughs> <laughs> or beast and the yeah, beast. The beauty. beauty squared? Does that make sense? I don't know. Beauty that. squared. Um, that is it for our covering the episode and our fan questions. Is there anything else we want to add in or any other memories? I hate ending any conversation talking to Poppet, but I know. Um, I'm just happy I got to hear the insights of how you two met. It is great. There's like so few people who I really think like, what would I do without this person? Like, you know, so many people I treasure and love, but like to have one of those people in your life where you're like, I do not know what my life would be like. I don't know who I would be. I don't know. I don't know what I would have done if I hadn't met you. It's crazy. I, I, no, I'm going to cry. I've... (laughs) I feel the exact same way. And um, and I know we've, like, said this before because I think we all have different – obviously, we have such wonderful friends and dynamics with friends and friends who are family. And, like, then they're, like, soulmate friends. And I mm-hmm. feel like we have – we just found each other. And I cannot um, – I can't imagine – I don't remember life before you. Like, I know, what I don't who, either. Yeah. And I also – I can truly say the same thing. I just don't I know. I think my life before you was yellow and boring. <laughs> you guys are going to make me cry just just listening to you two. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's yellow. It's it all was I can yellow. remember. Boring. But seriously, I really it don't was. know. Like, I you, don't either. You're my puppet and my treasure and my favorite person. And you're the greatest. All right. Poppets and Tim, I love you. I will talk to you in a few moments. And um, Melanie, I pop. I just called you Melanie. I know it's so strange. Very so formal. I know. <laughs> yes, yes, Mrs. Poppet, Miss Poppet. Well, that's true. We would be Mrs. Mrs. Um, yeah. Mrs. Poppets. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you for doing the podcast. Thank you for doing Psych. Because if I mean, I'm sure we would have found each other anyway. But yeah. I'm so glad you came up and now we're puppets. Me too. I'm so happy. I'm so happy I did this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. So Yellow Jackets, you guys haven't started filming yet, so that'll be a no. bit. And Candy and a million other things, obviously. Um, we love you and thank you all for listening and joining in our love fest. Okay, love you. Bye. What an amazing episode. This was so much fun. Melanie is so good in this and everything she does, as always. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, this was episode 15 of The Psychologist Are In. Follow us on Instagram at The Psychologist Are In and our Twitter at Psychologist Pod. See you guys next week for season two finale with the one and only Steve Franks. Crazy. We love you all so much. And don't forget to get your tickets to our live show June 26th at 5 p.m. Uh, that's Pacific time. Go to the link uh, in our Instagram bio or visit momenthouse.com.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.